Hello, 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 and welcome back to Green Cows Don't Fly, episode four, and we're continuing with our story. Today's chapter four, Revelations and Apparitions. Sounds a bit spooky, doesn't it? It does a bit, and thanks for the non-intro. <laughs> oh, yeah, who are you? Sorry, somebody, some random woman's come into the studio here. Out, out. Just sat down Se- in the cafe. Security, security, yes, hi, remiss me. This is B, co-host. Wrestle her out. <laughs> And yeah. I see, yes, I see you've got your um, chapter there, um, you know, the paper copy. Yes, I have, yeah. I've got it here, Russell, Russell, Russell. And um, how much did you actually write that yourself, mate? Uh, well, I... Uh, yeah, Are you I sure get, it was just Brian? Well, that's my notes. After, you know, he sends it to me and then, of course, I have to pour over it and make sorts of all, change, all sorts of changes. Exactly, and changes and corrections all that sort and write of stuff. your own, really, isn't it? Because yeah, I, I haven't got the heart. He's not very good, really, you know, that's a problem. He's hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> but he thinks he's good. He thinks he's good. Yes, it is, yeah. Well, not a bit of wonder. Ask yourself the question. He's out of work, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And I can see why. (laughs) If it wasn't for me and you paying him basic minimum wage, he'd be be on the scrap heap totally. Yeah, eating um, just crisps, really. Yeah, and uh, Talking of crisps. Yeah, yeah. Talking of crisps. Did you know that the inventor of Pringles is um, now buried in one... Well, you know, in one of those tubes. Tube. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. I, I presume just... it's the ashes. I don't suppose they just shoved him in there. Well, I, I just got immediately. I had this vision of him being sliced up into curly sort of chips and uh, all sort of packed in neatly, <laughs> layered. Yeah, layered. Then they're layered up there, and they, of course, once you pop, once you pop, just can't stop. Exactly. You know? <laughs> but that reminds me of a family anecdote. Apparently, I think it was one of my great uncles or something um, was cremated and put in a novelty. Ovaltine, Ovaltine, how do you call Ovaltine, it? Ovaltine, we're called Ovaltine here, but it could be Ovaltine, yeah. Well, we called it Ovi, Ova Maltina. But anyway, ah, he was, well, he was um, put <laughs> in one of those empty was boxes well, and put good, in the kitchen. That's yeah, very, and apparently... That's, um, I mean, that is good. You know, it's all very... very sort of formality of funerals is a terrible thing. I think that's one of those things that makes them a bit somber. They can be too somber, can't they? Yeah, but the problem was they put him on the, in the kitchen somewhere in a cupboard and somebody thought he was the real Ovaltine <laughs> and um, just put him funny. in a mug. Don't like this. Maybe that's why I like hot water. You know, sort of yeah, think, well, I see. Trope. Yeah, you can see, you can see where you are with hot water, can't you? Yes. <laughs> well, enough of this but dribble. We I should, suppose we, um, we should start cracking on, really, shouldn't we? We should. Um, let's just do a quick sum up of what we've got so far. Okay. I hope you can remember this because I can't. Well, I'm trying very hard. <laughs> we've got Grandolf, an out-of-work actor who's already yeah. um, killed a few. Russians and put them into his dumpster in the back. Yes, that's right. It's all coming back. I mean, he's had a he's had a visitation from a um, a drunken hologram living inside one of his bottles of black currant wine. Bob, Bob, yes, Bob the hologram. And Bob's just uh, told him he's uh, cut out for great things. He's going to have to save <laughs> no less than save humanity. Randolph, that is from King Flardars. Flardos. Who wants hmm. to um, rule the world and he's too fat to fit through the farce hole, which is a rift in the space-time continuum. <laughs> um, yes. So he sent an ambassador called Barbage, who's a shapeshifter, and he's currently um, he's the dumpster in the back, if that makes well, any sense. I it, don't well, know. It, well, it makes sense to some people because there are a lot of funny people out there. And with that uh, expert pressy of the story so far, I think we must get on without further ado. Yes, but I would like to just add one more thing that oh, right, yeah, yeah. Bob likes to sing ABBA. Oh, yes, he does. He does, yeah. Yes, and there's also a thing with Stallone and the movie and yeah. um, Grandolf having these special powers that are really a bit pointless. Yeah, well, so far, so, so far they're about as much use as a chocolate fire guard, but, you know, you never know. They might come in handy yeah. eventually. 
So um, let's hear the next chapter. Cue the music. Oh, uh, maybe Brian, should we give him an intro since he's a bit grumpy? Yes, okay, we will do, yeah, yeah. Brian, come here, we need you. Yes, what is it? Would you please read your chapter for us, thank you. (laughs) Blimey, three years at RADA for this rubbish. Chapter 4. Revelations and Apparitions. What must I do to save humanity? Grandolf asks. He will have to polish his shoes first. May I interject here, please? Please do, please do. So he's going to um, polish his shoes first, is he, instead of saving the world? Yes, I think he is, because you have to get things right. Things have to be done correctly. Yeah, but really, shiny shoes is not really the most important thing. Well, might be if you're X-Forces. Could he be X-Forces? I don't think so. He's way too um, prima donna-ish, isn't he? Well, he is I can't imagine him being in the mud or anything. <laughs> no, but he might have been in the old uh, concert party or something like that. What, like he's, he was in the band, was he? <laughs> yeah, he was. He played saxophone and doubled as a drag act. You know, you'd think that if you're going to save the world or something, you, you're mm. going to need um, some sensible tools like a Swiss army knife or something yes. like that. Swiss army knife, very handy. You know, you can either turn it into a hang glider or make a nuclear <laughs> reactor out of it, can't you? <laughs> That's really more James Bond, though, isn't it? Yeah, and a helicopter. A collapsible <laughs> helicopter. Yeah. The helicopter attachment. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to get in your pocket, though. But come on, let's get on now. Bob the drunken hologram burps. He's going to have a bad, bad, bad hangover tomorrow. The kind that will make the head pair of his species get very, very, very annoyed. He takes a deep breath and begins to tell Grandolf a lot more stuff. It's very important stuff too. Grandolf is stunned. It's stunning stuff. Oh, stunning writing there, isn't it? Stellar, stellar, stellar stuff. How not to write. Yeah. (laughs) You just got a budgie. Did I just hear a budgie there? No, it's my phone, sorry. It's it's (laughs) bird flying around the cafe, you know. (laughs) Give it some seed there. I thought, a little bird there. But the stuff. parrot will start repeating the nonsense we say. Yeah. Who's yeah. a pretty boy then? <laughs> Grandolf. Oh. <laughs> Shall we continue before we make a mess of it all? <laughs> I think so. After he hears all the stuff, Grandolf thinks, hum, saving humanity might not be all that easy. And what's more, it might eat into my free time somewhat. Quite a lot of Grandolf's free time is taken up with his model train set. He has a special room at the back of the pub where it's all set up. He likes nothing better than whiling away the hours playing at being the station master. I tell you what, Bob's turned up just in the nick of time because it turns out Grandolf uh, lives a bit of a sad life, really, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he needs to be um, saved from his, uh, himself before he saves the world, doesn't he? Yeah, because it sounds to me like the young Grandolf, you'd have found him down at the end of Paddington Platform with a little notebook in his hand. Probably, oh, train spotting, yeah. Probably. Train spotting, yeah. Train, I don't mean the druggy train spotting, I mean the train spotting, train spotting. Well, he's obviously a bit of a train spotter, but um, maybe in the next chapter we see him going to a hero training school. Yeah, I'll tell you what he could do. I tell, what, I tell you what might happen. You know those sort of phenomenal chases they have on top of trains in the old films? Grappling with each other? 
Oh, yeah. He's sort of well... He's well-placed for that. You have to duck every time there's a tunnel, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and his head knocked off. Yeah. <laughs> let's see, let's see then. He wears a hat with a shiny beak, a waistcoat with a fob watch, and he blows a whistle. He loves his whistle especially. He blows short bursts on it, as he announces train arrivals and departures in his own little imaginary village station. He calls the village, bells next the sea. His trains are never late. Never. Well, it's clearly a Swiss model train set, isn't it? What, because they're on time? Yeah, because they're never late, never. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, certainly not a British one. Clearly Swiss. Yeah. We regret to announce that the train to Edinburgh will be three days late. (laughs) And then you get two. (laughs) One of those buses, isn't it? (laughs) Well, trains as well. Uh, well, that's oh, good. Do you think he has a replacement bus service? He probably has. I bet he's thought of all that. If he's Swiss, he's, he's going to have all that sorted out, isn't he? <laughs> Can you imagine? Play trains. <laughs> no, let's do a quick replacement bus service around the board. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, get on mm. with it, shall we? Now feeling under pressure, Grandolf weighs up all Bob has told him and decides it's not something for him. Admittedly, he'd like to receive a Nobel Prize before Sylvester Stallone does. Still bearing a grudge, isn't he? But Grandolf likes a quiet life. Saving humanity sounds like it wouldn't be very quiet at all. Not to mention dangerous, too. He's a bit of a... wuss, isn't he? Yeah, for a part-time superhero, (laughs) I wouldn't like to be (laughs) depending on him to save me. No, I mean, you'd think that with the um, special skills he has, he'd be feeling, you know, up, up for it and courageous and let's do this. Yeah, but, instead well. he just he just blows a little whistle, wouldn't he? <laughs> but I suppose the bottle opening uh, powers isn't that useful. No, not really. For saving humanity, especially if you can use a corkscrew. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. I'd like to help you hologram Bob. But the thing is, I fancy a quiet life. He tells Bob. He was going to tell Bob this petulantly, but then, and just in time, remembers that one of his heroes, the novelist Stephen King, cautions the use of speech tags modified by adverbs, so he passes on the adverb. He'll use it another time perhaps. And anyway, if his tone of voice is sufficiently petulant, Bob will get the gist. Think AI's giving the game away. There are no prizes to see where he's been online trying to find out uh, about writing. What do you mean? Stephen King. Oh. King's on writing. A straight yeah, out of King's on writing. But what he's forgot to do is not add it into the story. Hey. I thought you'd say <laughs> that. Well, what he's done is he's obviously accumulated this information in the context of writing. Oh, I see what you mean. And now he's put it in the story <laughs> instead of keeping it to himself. You should actually apply it rather than just quote it. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's, that's what you get. Writers today. Oh, these things happen. Bob doesn't. He says, Afraid not, Grandolf. We have been observing you for quite some time. Besides, you've already been feeding Russians into the dumpster being, or barbage, as she's called, in the car park. Okay, so she's called barbage in the car park. What's she called everywhere else? I don't know. That's <laughs> no, bad, bad. You know, we should have clarified that a bit better. Still, got to go with that. It's the best we're going to do. Should have read that Stephen King book better, shouldn't he? You should have done. 
that sees you implicated up to your neck. You have no choice. What's more, the head pair will not accept refusal. Grandolf realizes he needs to find a way of getting out of this. He quickly forms a plan and smiles a cunning smile to himself. If he gets Bobby even more pissed than he is already, he can draft up a document of sorts, Grandolf that is, and get Bob to sign it. Hang on a minute. Hmm? Um, Bob's a hologram, right? Yeah. How can he hold a pen to sign it? Good point. Good point. I think uh, this hasn't been thought through. I think we need to sort of just brazenly say, well, he's a sort of a hybrid hologram. He's a hologram when it suits him to be. And then other times, <laughs> other times he's got bodily powers. A convenient hologram. <laughs> yeah, convenient hologram. Yes, he's convenient in his hologram city, if such a word exists. <laughs> it doesn't help. It will say Bob has assessed his, Grandolph's, capabilities and has concluded he, Grandolph, won't be able to hack the challenge. This will allow him, that's Grandolph once again, to duck out of what might turn into one of those epic adventure things. I tell you what, that old AI hasn't got uh, a lot of confidence in his writing, has he? No, he keeps having to clarify who he's talking about, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, we've all read books before, we get it, you know. You can read. I can I read. Quite <laughs> really? But I think it's quite funny how he keeps having to say, you know, he, Grandolf, that is. Yes, that is. That's his kind of get-out clause, isn't it? Mm, it is. We need what to about, put this on a T-shirt, really. Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? You could have all sorts of things. Dot, dot, dot. Or a mug. A mug. A mug. A mug. Coffee, that is. Coffee, that is. Tea, this is. <laughs> Hot water, that is. It will. One for, one for on every occasion. <laughs> yes, let's keep going. Grandolf hates epic adventures with a passion. Ever since the time his friend, Timothy, made him sit through the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy on Blu-ray. But not just the standard versions either. Timothy was a super fan and the Blu-rays were the director's cut ones. Seventeen fucking hours worth of the damned things. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I know, how, I know how he feels. I've watched the regular ones and it seemed like the world was going, it was never going to end. <laughs> I like the way he's just swearing so many nothing out <laughs> of the damn things. Oh, I know how he feels, so I know how he feels. After Timothy left, Grandolf spent another three hours on the phone to the Samaritans. It was touch and go. He had actually started the phone call on the roof of the pub. Hell-bent on hurling himself to certain death in the car park, but luckily, for him, the call handler was very competent and finally talked Grandolf down. So, no, Lord of the Rings has put him off epic adventures for good. You know, I think he probably should have watched um, Harry Potter instead. Yeah, I think so. Harry Potter, you don't have to concentrate as hard and it's less emotionally taxing. But he's quite cute, isn't he, Harry Potter? Yeah, he's a lovely lad, lovely lad. Cheers you up, no end, doesn't it? He does. <laughs> Cheeriamus. Yeah. Let's get on with it, us. The only way to get out of this is he, Grandolf, that is, gets Bob drunk. He says, let's have another bottle of blackcurrant wine hologram Bob. He suggests this as a prelude to implementing his plan. Bob answers, no way, Jose. I know your game. You're up to something and I'm not about to fall for it. We must make ready. Make ready? 
says Grandolf. Make ready for what? Bob stands tall as if he's about to say something important, then proclaims, some very important visitors are about to arrive. You know, I hate that when unexpected visitors come in, because the house is always a mess and you've never got anything in for a cup of tea. Yeah, but he's got the blackcurrant wine, hasn't he? So oh, he's yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he could play them with that, couldn't he? Maybe a bag yeah, of they'll, crisps. They'll never visit again. <laughs> he's got to have crisps. He's going to have crisps in the all evil arms. Crisps, pork scratchings and blackcurrant wine. Yeah, I think I'll go around that place. Yeah, it's, it's lovely, isn't it? And I wonder what sort of crisps he has. He could have uh, dragon's claw flavour. He could have um, unicorn. Barbecued unicorn. <laughs> unicorn and onion <laughs> salt and vinegar um, witches hats dragons <laughs> yeah <clears throat> I think we need to get on I think we need to get on to walkers <laughs> I think I've got Gary Lineker's number somewhere we have plans to make for we must be off in the morning we have 500 miles to walk at least 500 miles that reminds me of something um, what, like, don't proclaim it or something? <laughs> no. When I hear them, I... <laughs> By the way, are you any good at drawing mysterious maps? Grandolf raises first one and then the other eyebrow. A map? What for? We shall need one. These quests normally do. Everyone knows that. I tell you what, that's bang on the money because any fantasy trilogy worth its salt has to have a map. They all have maps, you know. Some of them are more important than the bloody books. Yeah, and, and they're usually sort of the maps are in sort of dodgy parchment. Don't yeah. they sort of self-explode after they've read them? Yeah, a bit like Mission Impossible. This map will self-combust in five minutes. Well, let's see if this mission here is impossible. Grandolf doesn't like Bob's patronising tone and says, Now, just look here. To which Bob answers. No time to look anywhere. For if I am not mistaken, the first of our visitors is about to arrive. Bob points past Grandolf who instinctively turns on his heel. Something is happening in the corner of their loft. A sort of shimmering, smoking, hazy mistiness. In its middle, a faint, blue pulsating glow begins to grow. Pulse, pulse, pulse. Pulse, pulse, pulse. No expense spurred on the special effects budget then. No, not really. But at least he's got, um, you know, regular heartbeat there. Well, whatever he's pulsating is regular. Or else he could have been talking about Dal, couldn't he? About what? Dal, you know, Dal's. They're pulses, aren't they? Hey, Oh, Indian. I see. <laughs> Indian food. Maybe he's, oh. he's realised he's hungry. You do nothing but think of Indian food, don't you? All the time, at every opportunity. It gets brighter and brighter. It reminds Grandolf of a Manic Street Preacher's gig he attended a few weeks earlier. The stage had been dark, and almost the exact same thing had happened before the band appeared as if by magic. The blue pulse continues to get brighter and brighter until the room is suddenly illuminated by a blinding flash of silver. Grandolf ducks. Christ of a bike. Grandolf shouts loudly. What the? Do you think he was going to say what the fluffy bunnies or something? I think he was. I think so. It sounded very like it. I tell you, what we needed was a dun dun dun. One of those. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll go and look for one after this. <laughs> yeah, homework for next week. Give yeah. us one of those um, big cliffhanger yeah. tunes. Brass stabs, yeah, that's what we need. Well, there you are. Look, that's another 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 one done. Another chapter, another week. Getting exciting now. Yes. Can't wait for next week. Wonder who these visitors are. Mm. Somebody from I don't know, outer space probably. Well <laughs> either that or somebody flogging double glazing or something. We get those all the time, double glazing. Uh so do we. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit that bit out. Right, well, I suppose that let's just leaves us to say goodbye and um, yeah. Yeah. follow us on social media. Yeah, tune in. Check all the usual social media plat pl- pl- Check all the new. Mm, check all the usual social. Bloody hell! Can't say that. Check all the usual <laughs> social media platforms. That's it. And comment on it, and like us, and follow us, and share us. Exactly, and we'll be back next week, and that's a threat. And hopefully, it will be even more exciting. It will be. I've seen. I've no, I haven't. Can't say that. Yes, I'm sure it will be. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye till next week, when we actually know what we're doing. One day, maybe.